let's get on with tonight's training, which is all about business adolescence or the growing pains of business. We're going to cover uh, a couple of things tonight. Uh, the main thing we're going to cover is managing growth, which is what business adolescence is about. Uh, what we'll uh, try to do is we'll do a, a different uh, adolescence topic, training topic on the, the marketing that's required for managing growth. Uh, and then we'll look at also planning uh, in terms of innovation and, and adoptability within the garage uh, during the most difficult time for a garage, which is during adolescence. So uh, let's talk about what is adolescence or what is the stage of business that is called adolescence. Well, adolescence is, is typically the point in a business when it is at greatest risk. So it's it's generally the point where it starts to grow. And how I define business, uh, a business in adolescence, is in adolescence, a business will grind to a halt if the owner isn't present. So a business in infancy, which is the first stage, if you like, of the three stages of business, is when a business stops when the business owner isn't there. Uh, and in adolescence, it slowly grinds to a halt. So the big difference between a business in infancy and a business in adolescence is, 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 is simply, normally, that a business in adolescence has more employees. The business is able to continue for a short period of time without the business owner being present. Whereas a business in maturity, which is the third stage of business, can carry on without the business owner being present. And they're the three stages and the key differences between them. And it's generally, the difference between each stage of business is generally the length of time that business can operate without the owner being present. And, and how I like to look at this is, is if, you, if you like, a business in infancy will probably, you know, there could be a couple of employees still and things will still go on, but within a week, that business will stop operating effectively. Whereas in adolescence, that could take up to a month or even possibly a quarter before there are um, business activities that require the business owner's presence for them to carry on. Typically, for example, someone to, to authorize the wages, to be able to pay the wages, to be able to pay suppliers so that you can keep on having parts, etc. That may require the business owner to be present because a business in adolescence probably doesn't have the, the systems and processes in place where other people are doing those tasks. And that, that's, if you like, a, a, a nice, simple way to look at what a business in adolescence is. So the next thing we're going to look at, and, and this is really um, something that came up in, in inside the group recently. Uh, there was a post uh, in the group about uh, taking on employees and and the the debate that that always um, sort of generates it's interesting that there's always somebody who's in what I call the loop of doom for a business and and why it's called the loop of doom because what happens is a business that's in infancy decides well I've got too much work I need to to grow and and by grow in this in in this uh, circumstance what i mean is they're going to employ someone to do some of, to t remove some of the workload off the business owner that's what the business owner perceives is going to happen by employing someone 
And what happens is instead of that employee removing some of the workload from the business owner so the business owner can get on with the things they need to do to develop and grow the business, is the employee instead is basically a drain on the resources of the business owner because they're continuously asking questions, not sure what to do, making mistakes, not doing things as they would be expected to do. And the business owner is always forever, if you like, mopping up after them is, is often the, the term used. Uh, and what happens is the business owner then believes employees are too much work, they, they're a drain on resources, etc., etc., and one of two things happens. Either the employee is so dissatisfied with the, the employment or the employer is so dissatisfied with the employee that for whatever reason that particular employee is no longer uh, employed in the business. So you can see that it, it's, it, it's a pattern uh, and it's quite a common pattern in independent garages whereby sometimes that step and it could be that you you managing well with two or three employees but when you need to go to four five maybe six seven that in growth beyond a certain point uh, becomes basically a, a step too far for the business in its current state and it, it kind of reverts back to where it was most comfortable so you could be a solopreneur taking on somebody else you could be a, a micro business and you're trying to get over that sort of that, that point whereby when you employ that one extra person it place, places too much stress on the infrastructure within the business and it that's the point where it all starts to go wrong again uh, and and that loop keeps happening so you you always get back to the point where you think it's too much work we need to take on more people, you take on more people, and the more people become too much work and you go back to the status quo. And that is the loop of doom. And the business in adolescence is a, a business at the greatest risk uh, and a, a reasonable sort of time frame. But there is no time frame for, for when a business is in infancy. You can have a business that's been traded, you know, 30 years and still be in infancy. And you can have a business that's been trading two years and it could be in effect in in adolescence moving into maturity the time doesn't really have an impact it's how the business operates that decides whether what stage of business you're at however it's typical for if you've just started a business if you've gone from startup that within about three years you've grown to the point where you're beyond the 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 the, the the situations in the business is no longer the same within about two to three years there's been some growth and you're entering into adolescence and it's that point where things can go wrong because that's when the business is most vulnerable and and it's really interesting if you look at the um, Department of Business Energy and Industrial Strategy figures for uh, independent repair workshops is that the if you like the um, the failure rate of garages is is reasonably high and and it's about 48 percent of garages fail in the first five years so it, it fluctuates but you know we if we cut round that up to 50 percent we won't be far off um half of the the business that, that started five years ago are not garage business that started five years ago are not trading now and it is this is the vulnerable period so how do you 
stop being vulnerable in this position? How do you prevent getting into that loop of doom of um, the, um, the, the startup that becomes the sort of the growing business that fails? How do we stop that? Or the startup that starts to grow that goes back to a startup effectively by going back to infancy. How do we stop that? Well, the difference I, I would suggest is that some growth is intentional and some growth is accidental. And it is, we want growth that's intentional. We want the growth of our business to be planned for and therefore in the plan that we set out at the beginning. Now, don't get me wrong. If growth comes your way and it's purely accidental, set of circumstances, then it's a good idea to know what you need to do to deal with that growth because accidental growth can sometimes be the pitfall of the business. So, like I said, there are three areas that we're going to look at and we're going to look at managing growth uh, from a systems point of view because this um, topic falls into the pillar of systems. Uh, the other one, we'll, and we'll do a separate training on this, is marketing and customer retention because as you grow, you need more work. And if you need more work, you need to know how you're going to generate that interest and that work. And that's a marketing question. And then there is also the planning question, not the planning for growth, because that is in a general planning, but in terms of innovation and adaptability of the garage. What are you going to do as the garage gets bigger? What are you going to do to create the growth? And that's, if you like, a really, really, really interesting area, and we'll do a, a training topic on that. So what we'll look at for the next 10 minutes is quickly going to look at managing growth. So we want, we're in that position, we've got more work than we can cope with, we want to take on staff. Now that doesn't matter if you've already got a few members of staff, or you're a solopreneur and you're going to employ your first member of staff. What do you need to do to make this, this point in the business a success because this is where a lot of garages go wrong. The first thing you need to start thinking about is how you attract and develop talent. How you attract and develop talent. Very, very key words. So if you already have people who are working with you, can you develop some of that talent to do some of this work that you're potentially going to employ someone to do? Could you bring someone up from within the ranks, if you like? Or do you need to bring someone new in? And how are you going to go about that? Yeah, It's a key stage and a key area you should have a process and a system for. And you should have some idea of how you're going to do this. Yeah. Once you've got or you've attracted that new talent or you're developing that new talent, is the onboarding process obvious in your business? Do you know how to, if you like, do an induction for a new employee. So having worked in a few independent garages myself, having run one myself, what I tend to find in my experience is that you were often shown where to put your toolbox, which ramp you were working on, where the coffee machine was, stroke kettle, stroke burka, whatever, uh, and the fire exit. And then you were given your first job card and away you went. Do you think that is good enough? Is your current onboarding process good enough? Do you have an onboarding process for a new member of staff? Interesting. That's a key one because that will stop a number of the questions that come 
because the because basically what the onboarding process will do will we'll introduce that person to the business the culture and the systems of that business so that person knows how things are done around you do you have a continuous training plan for all of the members of staff within your business and is that continuous training plan a training plan that's in the in the sort of designed for each individual so they can achieve their personal goals around the wider framework of the the plan the bigger plan for the business are you developing internal talent because if you're not you may struggle and that's a really good idea to have a, a decent continuous training plan for everybody within the business including the business owners as you grow you need different skills and you need different um, knowledge about how to run that business do you have systems and processes for everything that is done within your business so that a member of staff a new member of staff or even an existing member of staff could have a if you like an aid memoir of how they you do something in this business it could be something simple it could be a, a an audio it could be a video it could be a, a set of bullet points we do this 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 and this this is how it's done basically for everything because it just stops them coming and stopping someone else and asking them how yeah do you have systems that are required to maintain the efficiency of that business it's a crazy thing to see but when a business employs another member of staff doesn't matter what role they're in that extra member of staff often reduces the overall efficiency of that business instead of adding more people making the business more efficient adding more people makes the business less efficient the illusion is more work's being done but not as much work is being done as should be being done because it's dragging everything down do you know if that's the fact in your business would you be more efficient with less people or as as it gets bigger does it get clumsier instead of more streamlined because you think many hands would make light work but it's often not the case and as the business grows have you got systems and process in place for managing the extra staff and the inventory that comes with them it goes to it's just obvious isn't it that if you have more technicians more parts will be ordered more parts will be wrong more parts will need to be returned is that is there a system in place for dealing with that and that i could go on and on and on but there they i think the the most important ones and i'll go quickly over them again do you and this is what you need in place before you go into infancy but sorry into adolescence otherwise you'll find yourself back in infancy you need systems in place for attracting and developing staff you need an onboarding process you need a continuous training plan and, and the design around the individual as well as the collective for the business as well as the individuals you do you have systems and processes clearly outlined for everything you do or most of the things you do within your business do you have systems in place that will maintain the efficiency as you get bigger and do you have systems in place for maintaining or managing the staff and dealing with the greater inventory stock etc etc so there what you should be thinking about if you're just thinking i'm overwhelmed therefore i need to take on another member of staff that attitude and that sort of uh, way of going about taking on a member of staff will probably mean that you'll end up back 
in infancy pretty quickly. Uh, so in conclusion, to avoid the loop of doom, which is the, the continuous moving from infancy to adolescence, back into infancy because it just taking on staff just doesn't work. It's impossible. I don't know how other people do it. Well, that's how other people do it. What they are is they are prepared for growth. Growth was intentional or accidental and they planned ahead. Yeah, they have systems and processes for managing that growth. Yeah, they also have systems for delivering more work. That's a marketing and also for dealing with increased competition, which is systems in place for innovation and planning. So I would say the main thing that you need to do is have a system in place that you know will work for attracting and developing talent that will encourage, if you like, your new talent to work with autonomy and independence, but within the image of the business. They'll be doing it just like the owner, but independently on their own. Uh, hopefully that's made you think a little bit about uh, the growing pains within your business if you have them. If you're thinking about growing your business, the best thing to do is plan, have systems in place, and then everything will go much, much smoother. I didn't say smoothly, but smoother uh, if you do. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, 